Welcome to Unlocked State, where living in your truth is free. I'm your host, Jamar, a 36-year-old black, gay, HIV-positive male. That's who I am, so let's get to it. Welcome back to Unlocked State, where living in your truth is free. I am your boy, Jamar. Now, Sometimes when we live in an alternate reality, we think everything is all peachy and cream. But in the realness of time, you'll understand that everything is not as pretty as you think it really is. I call today's episode The Morning After Pill. The Morning After Pill. Here's the story. So I've preached my trial sermon already. I've done study to deliver it. It was a good crowd. Everybody seemed like they were moving the message. So I thought everything was good, calm, and dandy. My spiritual life or my church world, it seems like everything is lined up and in order. It's supposed to be this way. However, I got to school. Mind you, I'm in high school at this time. When I got to school, it was not as I thought it was. In school, I was in touch with my homosexual side. In school, I was popular. I had the friends, friends that were football players. And, you know, they kind of gave me a little more attention than I should have gotten. Uh, classmates. Remember, I told you wrestling was the gay man foreplay. So I'm doing all this playing and experimenting, trying to figure out. Mind you, never had sex though. Never had consensual one-on-one permissive sex. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is dandy. Then I meet a counselor at my school, and of course she was a lesbian, and she spotted my teeth, and she wanted me to be, wanted me to embrace it, but I was scared to embrace it because now it contradicts what I was taught, and now that I'm a preacher, I'm stuck with these two I'm wrong for being who I am, but yet I enjoy being who I am. So I'm in school and hanging out with the fellas and hanging out with the athletes and the athletes, you know, smacking me, smacking my butt, flirting with me and winking at me and doing all kinds of gay foolishness. I thought it was cute. I thought these people were attracted to me. Man, I thought, you know, I was, you know, the thing, you know, people wanted me. I tell you, it was a mess. So now, school is that way. I'll go to church, come home, and mind you, my uncle was dating this young lady who had a son. Him and I was like a 
and we'll come home from church. Apparently, he used to hear or see his mother in action with my uncle. So, he wanted to experiment. You know what experiment is, right? <laughs> Absolutely. He wanted to experiment. He wanted to try what he'd been hearing or he'd been seeing. So, we'll come home after church and church will be okay. I'll just sit there and blah, whatever. And then he'll come over and we'll experiment. We'll play fight. Remember, wrestling is gay foreplay. We will play fight. And after we play fight, you know, his penis would get hard. And then mine would get hard with him. And it's like, wow, what in the world? Then he'd be like, you're sucking. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I saw a few things up on, but I don't really know what I'm doing. So I tried it. I was like, okay. He came every time. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. This is something different. Now, mind you, he was the class I took for fellatio. So, it's like every Sunday after church, he's like, you're sucking. And I was sucking. Now, what makes it even more comical was I started to become a pro at it. <laughs> I started to become a pro at it. And it's like, after church was over, this is what he would long for every time we'll go back to my grandma's house. And I'm like, I ah, yeah, whatever, I guess, whatever. So now I started to develop a crush. And this crush I'm developing now really starts to have me question my beliefs. Mind you, he was a he was a cute guy to this day. He was a cute man to this day. And he was like, come in for me. I would suck it. And then he'd be like, I want to try something. Turn around. I'm like, what do you mean? I was a little sexually slow back in the day. He'd be like, turn around. And I'd turn around. And he slid his dick in my ass. Mind you, that crap hurt. And I was like, oh my God. Now, the way it happened was, we would be in the back room, the door would be closed, and where the door was, there was a, a closet door. And we would be, have the closet door open to keep the other door shut. And when he did that, I jumped off in the closet. Now, the funny part about it is, we always talk about coming out the closet. Shit, I ran in the closet. That thing hurt me. No lie, that thing hurt me. And I was like, oh, oh, oh my lord. Now these feelings really started developing. And something happened between his mother and my uncle that he stopped coming over. 
So now, I'm left with these feelings and he's not here. I can't, I can't act on these feelings anymore. And it's, it seems kind of weird. But now, I get to church on Sundays. And here come the famous messages. Homosexuality is wrong. Two men in a relationship is wrong. Two men can't have no babies. God didn't create Adam and Steve. He created Adam and Eve. And I'm stuck with this alternate reality of I'm the preacher, it's good, but high school is saying one thing, being home after church is another. So it's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn because this seems a little weird to me. So when he stopped coming over after Sundays, of course, you know, there'll be after noon service at church and we'll go to church. And I'll be at church and we'll be hanging out at the church. Well, my grandmother, we in church and church and church and church and church and church. Now, here come seeds of discourse or hateration arising. So, I'm still new at this, and I'm excited just to, you know, do it. And I'm trying not to let the thoughts of what I'm doing get in the way. I'm clergy now, I'm like the rest of the clergy, I can minister, I can preach, like the people on TV, and, you know, so what, I got the gate thoughts, that's, that's not important, as long as I'm in church, I'm fine, until one of the elders said to me, you may think the pastor is holding you back, because you want to be out there going and going. But she's holding you back for your own good. Mind you, I don't know what is meant by this. But apparently this is supposed to be, a, you know, an open door policy with the clergy that you can talk to the leader if it's something you don't understand. And, you know, you can find out some information. So after the conversation was said to me, I didn't understand what was meant. So I went to the pastor. And I asked the pastor, is there anything you supposedly are holding me back from? You know, I was told you're holding me back. What is it that you're holding me back from? Now, apparently, that became an issue. It was one of those questions I guess you should not have asked. Should not have asked. Because how dare you ask that question to the leader? What are you doing? So from that day, after asking that question, there became an issue between me and the leader. All I wanted to know was why was this said to me and what does it mean? Now, mind you, 
I didn't drop no names because I didn't I didn't need anything to be planned. Because the first thing people gonna say is I didn't say that. That's a lie. He lying. I ain't say it. People are good for that, especially when they're on the spot and they yellow back and they can't hold their own. So you know they gonna they gonna lie. So instead of dropping names, I just went to the source. I said, let me ask the horse and find out what is meant by this. Normally, if you're supposed to lead people or you're supposed to be a leader, if someone asks you, are you holding me back? Is there a reason why I can't do certain things? You, as the leader, should be able to give an answer. And the answer should be simply because... You're not ready to be in the world by yourself yet. You need a little more training. You need a little more teaching. You need a little more one-on-one classes. You need to be instructed. Or, you know, because you are homosexual. And that goes against tradition. Something. But instead of something being said to where it can be a conversation... It was taken as a threat. So, when I was told I'm not being held back from anything, I go back up to my everyday routine of, okay, fine. But, there's an issue. Little seeds were planted to cause discomfort and disconnection. So I'm living this reality of I'm the preacher, I'm in my calling, I'm on point like I'm supposed to be. But in reality, everything is getting worse instead of better. Now it's like it's two sides of me. It's the real in this alternate reality and it's the real me in this fake reality that's interesting that's really interesting but what became the issue was the gay feelings that I started having started developing even more the more these feelings develop, the more of these gay messages I've heard. And after hearing these gay messages, it's pulled me back from trying to get closer in my spiritual world to become this preacher. Because now there has become a conflict. And the conflict has become how can I be? a servant of God when I am an abomination of God. How do the two mix? I started pulling back a little bit because I couldn't understand. And no one would teach me. No one walked me through it. No one gave me any advice. Everybody left me to myself. How do you expect me to make it and to live when 
everybody in spirit when I am what you don't like. So instead of dealing with it and trying to bring me in and trying to do help me, you let me fester. And then when I fester, I guess I'll come to my own understanding on my own. But isn't it interesting how when you come to your own understanding on your own, the one that's supposed to be helping and needing you guys gets upset because you never came to them. Why am I coming to you when I was in your care and you did nothing? Why do I need to seek you out when I was in your care and you didn't help me? So, don't help me now. Now, it's getting worse. Can't we 